What's up, folks? This is the Investor News Update for July 3rd, 2023. We're going to be giving away all the e-courses on the website because we are under construction. So more information on that. And we're also going to be covering interest rates and what's happening with rents out there. But first, before we move any further, I can't do a big teaser like that without letting people know what's been going on with the website and the internal members website. For those of you guys who have joined our group, you guys can join for free at simplepassacashflow.com slash club. Now, we used to have all these cool e-courses, some free and a few that were you had to pay for, um, such as like the syndication e-course, the trade line e-course, the remote investor e-course, and then the infinite banking e-course too. We had all these great e-courses on the old members website, members.simplepassacashflow.com, where you need to log in to get in by joining the group. But since we are moving over and doing a rebrand here in the next few months to the Wealth Elevator with the new book coming out, we are going to be moving and overhauling the website and transitioning over to a new learn management system. And this makes me a little sad because I built the first website um, which I thought I was pretty clever using a homebrew version of WordPress and membership profile without having to spend too much money. Definitely, we've outgrown that. And quite frankly, we I was looking at some of the competitors out there, and our group is probably a lot bigger than a lot of these players out there. And I was also comparing ourselves with some of the larger crowdfunding websites out there. There's two or three that I think everybody uses. And We've definitely done a good portion of what they've done. And you're talking multi-million dollar venture capital backed companies that just spend money like crazy. So this is great. It's awesome. It's what propels the awesome events we had, like how we had in San Diego and cool things to come. What it means for you guys, if you guys join the club now and you're going to be able to have access to these e-courses for about a month or two before we lock them all up. So if you guys are needing help with that, Please send email the team at simplepassacashflow.com how to get access to that. But that is just uh, what's a temporary solution for us for detaching the plugin that we use for the login. And we just figure that if we made some people upset for the portal being down for several weeks there. And this is our way of saying sorry, but also a great time for a lot of you guys who are new to our group to get and get educated on all this stuff. And the e-courses are probably the best way to learn it. Because as I've said a lot of times, if you're listening to the same podcast for more than a year or two, you're probably listening to the same garbage over and over again. It seems to me that the podcast quality has definitely gone down. And it's a great way to get free content and listen on your way to work. But how do you get past that surface level stuff? Right. And that's really the e-courses. And then what I always talk about relationships, with interacting with other purely passive accredited investors. And that's what's going on, folks, with that. So let's get into the news here. UIL Spring Real Estate Economic Forecast projects low GDP growth as inflation decreases. Commercial real estate transaction volume is forecasted from $425 billion in 2023 to 730 billion in 2022, but is expected to rebound to 525 billion in 2024 and reach 695 billion in 2025. 
So this aligns with all we've been saying. 2024 is going to be that little bit of slowdown year, but off to the races again. I think I see what's been a little alerting to me is I would prefer to see the economy really weak and unemployment coming up a little bit. We're not seeing that. We're seeing a very strong economy come through. Granted, the interest rate hikes that the Fed has been doing the past year isn't going to work its way through the system super quickly. That can be expected. But the fact that the stock market is still pretty good and the the GDP growth numbers are still pretty good, they just revised uh, quarter one to be better than what they thought it was going to be. To me, that is a little bit saddening that when the Fed sits down for the next several months, maybe they may look at that to be a reason to increase interest rates a little bit higher to be able to get extra dry powder in this time to be able to, I would rather see a weaker economy. So they're like, all right, let's lower interest rates so we can, and I would personally like to see that because, you know, that way we can make deals pencil again and get started and barring things and get going. As of right now, we're just in a little bit of a holding pattern until that happens. Right now, there is people trying to hold their breath through this. And this is the good time to be picking up deals and for investors to be ploying at this time, because this is the time when there's uncertainty. You'll hear a lot of retail investors saying, I'm going to hold right now with dry powder. That ain't the right thing to do, guys. As soon as the interest rates hold steady, come down a little bit, just by a fraction, it's up to the races and that expectation flip-flops from there. So this article is talking about Fed's Powell. I won't says, I won't take two consecutive rate hikes off the table. And I think we're in a little bit of this posturing where people just don't think Jerome Powell has the cojones to raise interest rates again. And maybe people aren't saying that, but that's what the futures are saying, right? On the stock market, the stock market is going very well. And just everybody just knows that the Fed's going to lower interest rates pretty quickly. I personally don't think that, but that's the expectation out on the street. And maybe this article here, this his little quote, I won't take two consecutive rate heights off the table as more as a, a pushback to that, trying to, in a way, fake the bully. No, um, um, so Powell believes that there's significant probability of a recession, although it is not the most likely scenario. Fed will maintain a restrictive stance as long as necessary, as would consider loosening policy if inflation decreases sharply and slows to a path to 2%. We'll wait to see what happens. And if you guys want to get on board with us, we're going to be doing the quarterly webinar for you guys that you guys all do probably at the end, probably in the middle of next month. So make sure you get signed up at simplepassivecashflow.com slash club to get access to that. The United States multifamily outlook rent growth remains positive despite economic uncertainty. So however, there are concerns about slowing demand, affordability issues, slower population growth and competition from a larger number of new units coming online. The industry has been impacted by higher interest rates leading to decreasing property values. That is what impacts pricing is demand and supply. Right now, this the demand is very low because people can't get the loan to values or the loan proceeds that they once were. So similar to how the residential world works where homeowners, they look at that monthly payment sort of in a similar way, same end action. There's not too many buyers out there right now. 
and the article continues, the outlook predicts a modest increase in rents for the year with growth expected to be around 2.5%, which I would say is mimics what inflation should be. And the average U.S. apartment rent reached a record high of $1,700 in May. The desire for more space to balance living, working, and family needs, along with a drop in home sales and high mortgage rates, keeps renters in apartments. And I've also heard this narrative that people say that because a lot of people locked in or have lower interest rates of under 4 or 5% now, they're captive to those interest rates. They're happy clams. And even if they have money to upgrade, they don't want to do that and get rid of their interest rate, which is obviously not a huge financial, sophisticated financially mindset, but that is how the normal general public thinks about things. And I would caution a lot of you guys listening, right? If you guys say things like, I have a 3% interest rate on my house or 4% or less, I'm never going to get rid of that thing. Don't say never, right? It's when you have enough equity built up in that thing, you need to sell that thing. Um, it's the whole concept of behind return on equity. If you guys check out the website, the article is simplepassivecashflow.com slash ROE. There comes a point in time when who cares if you got 1% interest rate on your loan? It's not the smart thing to do with your money. But again, I always told this line between what is conventional financial wisdom and what sophisticated investors walk that fine line do. Single family rent collections remain healthy through June 2023. They're saying that as the preliminary June estimate, 82.6 of single family rental units have paid their rent on time this month, declining from May's 83% after topping out at 84% in March. The SF our on-time payment rate has now fallen for three consecutive months compared to one year ago in June 2023, single-family rental on-time payment not improved by 90 bips. I'm not super concerned with this. It's still very small trends, and who knows if it's seasonal with the summertime, wintertime, etc. But or maybe what I think it is, this is all just the slack being worked out of the system from that pandemic that we had, the eviction moratoriums and the kind of the slish sloshing back and forth. These are the small nuances that are playing through it. I don't think it's, oh my goodness, the people aren't paying their rent slowly and surely. That's, I think, what they try to use to sell the article, but I don't see it as a long-term trend. I see it more of a cyclical two to three year type of trend. This is the affordability crisis. United States needs 4.3 million more homes. This is the big thing at the end of the day, right? The last article we talked about was more of a micro type of trend. But as you guys will hear Peter Lindman on the upcoming podcast, remember, invest in things that are on a more of a five, 10 year plus time horizon. And the truth of the matter is there is the United States needs 4.3 million more homes. The nation's housing stock grew by roughly 6.3 million housing units from 2015 to 2021. The number of families living in the United States increased by 7.9 million and 7.1 million new households were formed during that period. So there is a need, a long-term need. Now, sure, interest rates are high and commercial loans are hard to come by right now. That makes sense. But it'll all work its way out the system if you can get to that point. 
But yeah, here's a little chart for you guys. You guys can see how the purple line and the orange line is the total household forms and the total families formed. And then you see in blue, which is the total housing stock, which is not keeping up with that pace. 68% of families doubling up has a family income of $35,000 or less. Smaller, more affordable entry-level homes are needed. And I think this is something that a lot of, at least our clientele, myself included, I sometimes I forget. We don't realize that there are a lot of families that will move in together to make ends meet. And a lot of this is, it's not really followed in the data. How can you track that three families are living in one house, under one household income? This trend is the number of missing homes is increasing. But it's not just a shortfall in new construction. Many homes sit vacant are and are likely inhabitable. We don't like to stay on this low end. We prefer to stay on the lower middle class side, especially more on the workforce housing class A side for developing or taking over. There are a lot of investors out there that like to get their hands dirty, that are have the risk appetite to go after a lot of these lower end war zone type of properties or vacant properties to get them back online. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Remember, join the group simplepassacashflow.com slash club to get access to those e-courses. I know it's a tough time in the summertime. We've got um, a lot of family vacations and may not be the thing to go through an eight-hour syndication e-course or a three-hour infinite banking e-course or what else we got, the remote rental e-course. I think that one's more like eight hours too. It's not going to be open for a long time. It's not going to be open when it gets cooler and you know, it's more stay-in-the-house wintertime season. We're going to lock up the courses once we have the new learn management system, the new portal in place. But if you guys like this content, please do me a favor and buy the the Journey to Simple Passive Cashflow book on Amazon. I've structured the 200-slide the deck around this book. If you're overwhelmed by the content that we have in the podcast, just pick up the book and knock this thing out in an hour or two. It's a real easy read. And if you guys are cheapos and you want to just listen to the audiobook version that I stare and I record myself reading it, you can go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash book. And that way you'll be ready for the next installment, The Wealth Elevator. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.